So I think the views of my world changed with going to prison. It changed my life forever. And I think that's where my turning point was in life. Um, yeah, that that's where it was. It had to be that. Uh, it changed me forever. Um, I was I was in college. I was in my bachelor year. And, uh, you know, I was, I, I remember being homeless <clears throat> maybe for, um, about three or four months. And, you know, when I wasn't homeless anymore after that, and I got back on my feet, I got an apartment, um, there in Tempe, but I got a two bedroom and it was finally my own apartment. I decided, you know what, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a two bedroom. And I think the rent was like 800 bucks, but I remember being so happy. I'm going to find a roommate and all this. But two weeks goes by and I still don't have a roommate and I can't find anybody. And I decided, I remember it was raining, which is really rare, um, especially in Phoenix. (laughs) So yeah, I ended up getting in my Camaro and, you know, I'm driving to to Denny's because I work at Denny's. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to Denny's, eat eat a meal, you know, I deserve it. And, you know, just maybe give me some boost here. Like, you know, I need, I need to just think. So I ended up, you know, driving to Denny's and... You know, maybe they're on a. I was on Broadway. I want to say Hardy, maybe Broadway and Hardy or or something like that. There's this bench there, and um, there's a Domino's. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a Domino's at the time, and and uh, I remember seeing this girl, you know, sitting on the bench, and she's in the rain. So I rolled down my window, and back then we couldn't just roll it down electronically. We had to roll it down with our hand, and you know, I, I mean, it was an '83 Camaro, and I, I remember yelling at her, and she comes over and. You know, she says, oh, hey. And I said, do you know what you need a ride? And she's like, I'm not that kind of girl. You know, I'm not willing to. And I'm like, no, you know, (laughs) I go to college. And she's like, oh, I go to college. I go to ASU. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. I go to Collins. And, you know, she's like, oh, we're we're pretty close to each other. And I was like, yeah, it's a technical school. And uh, which later we found out it's a for-profit college. (laughs) But, you know, she she's like, yeah, I mean, I told her I was I was going to eat Denny's. And I'm like, you know if you're down to to have a meal with me, you know, I'll pay for it. You know, I work there and I get a discount and she says, oh, okay. And she puts her stuff in the trunk and, and, you know, we drive to Denny's together and, you know, like I said, she's pretty wet and we're sitting there eating and, you know, she's warming up and uh, we start talking about ourselves and our lives and what we've been through. And, you know, she says, oh, my boyfriend kicked me out again. And I'm like, again, (laughs) like, who are you with? Like, you know, just leave him. You don't, you don't need him. You don't need nobody. And, you know, she's like, well, you know, it's not, it's easy for somebody to say when they have, you know, a a car and they have, you know, their apartment. And I said, well, you know, to tell you the truth, I have a, I have a extra bedroom and, uh, you know, if she wants to move in, she says, she says yes. And, you know, the funny thing is she worked at this hookah bar because I I lived on Broadway and, and Southern and right there's a Burger King on that corner. And she worked behind that Burger King. There was a hookah bar at the time. And she worked at that hookah bar. And she's like, you know, I can just walk across to to work. (laughs) I was like, well, that's great. And, you know, we didn't talk for maybe two weeks, two or three weeks. And then, you know, I'm eating there in the living room. And, you know, she ends up coming to talk to me. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, and like I said, I'm cynical. (laughs) You know, I think the worst things. And, you know, I I always think somebody something's up. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, did you lose your job or what happened? And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, nothing like that. She goes, I have a friend that wants to move in. And I said, well, if it's your boyfriend, he's not moving in. I'll tell you that right now. I'm shutting that shit down. She's like, no, 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 no. She goes, it's a friend of mine. She's a girl and she's losing her place. 
And son, you got to remember, I was like 18 at this time. You know, I'm 18 and, you know, these 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 girls are like 20s, you know, 25, 24. You know, I'm taking these these women that are much older than me. So, you know, I didn't understand at the time about credit and all that, you know, but you learn that there's people that, you know, they don't have great credit and they've lost apartments, you know, before and nobody else will lend them. And if they do, you know, it's at a high rate, you know, they have to pay first month's rent, last month's rent and all this money that they just don't have. So, you know, I came to a, a situation there that I've never been in and it taught me a lot. So, yeah, I, I said, you know, the room's small, you know, the room's small. Why would you want to? I didn't understand at the time it didn't compute. Why would you want to cram into a, a small room? And have two people in there. And all they did was sleep in there. I guess it made sense to them. But it didn't make sense to me. And they'd be paying my rent. You know, she's already paying me half the rent, 400 And she's saying her friend would also pay 400 I'm like, okay, that's that's no problem with me. And like I said, at the <clears throat> at the time, I was furnishing the apartment through Goodwill. <laughs> through the back of Goodwill. <laughs> people would dump their stuff. And, you know, I don't feel bad about it. I just take stuff in the back of Goodwill. And, and that's how I furnish the apartment. And sometimes, you know, people would leave college and they leave things out there and, and I pick that up too. And and like I said, internet was a was not as big then, but I had the sidekick too. I love that sidekick. Or maybe it was a sidekick anyway, maybe it was the first sidekick, maybe it was blue, but the second sidekick was brown. I'm trying to remember which one I had at the time, but I had the sidekick. And uh it was my favorite phone, even till this day, and you know, I just roam through Craigslist, you know, and free stuff. And it was a thing back then that people would just blog or post and be like, hey, have something free, pick it up. And that's how I furnished the apartment. And uh, she's like, yeah, if you're willing to get her a bed, I'd appreciate it. And that's what I did. I moved, you know, I moved another girl in there and she stayed there. And and eventually I thought, well, why don't I just put two more girls in my bedroom and that'll be 1600 <laughs> that I'll, I'll be getting 800 in, in, in income you know, from these girls and 800 to my rent. So that's what I did. I, I moved another two girls in there and it it sounds fast the way I'm talking, but it's not that fast. It happens very slow and girls leave and a new girl comes in and other girls leave and, and it takes a while, you know, maybe three or four months for them to, you know, you to find stable people that are willing to keep doing it. <clears throat> and I remember um, getting the, the, the money dropped out of my account, you know, automatically with um, with the uh, bank uh, through the rent, just getting it drafted, and the girls would just put money in my account, and it made more sense because they ended up kicking me out. They ended up saying, <laughs> "I end up homeless again." They're like, "Hey, you know, how long are you gonna stay here?" You know, da 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 da. And that's a conversation, obviously, when there's four girls in the house and me, I'm sleeping on the couch. You know, it made sense. You know, they're paying me. Why do I need to live there if they're paying me uh, to live there? And I understood that, so I left, and I went to you know, across the street to Mesa, you know, uh, literally uh, going across S- Southern was, <laughs> was going to Mesa. And I, you know, I got another $800 apartment, uh, or I agreed to another $800 apartment and they asked for first and last month's rent. And they said, you know, you don't, we don't worry, worry about credit. Um, and it's going to be a four bedroom. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and I just had to prove that I made a certain amount. So I asked my boss to, um, make a little letterhead you know, if he can make a little letter about me making money in tips, you know, I make this much in income. And, you know, if you can say I make the rest in tips, that would be awesome. It would help me out and get an apartment. And, you know, I'm sure he felt sorry for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up getting the apartment that way. And uh, I ended up moving four more girls in that <laughs> in that four bedroom. <laughs> and I uh, ended up getting myself a small little apartment. You know, eventually I got myself a small little apartment. And, um, yeah, that's how I was earning money for the longest time. I, you know, and 
so yeah, ends up the girls call the first set of girls call me and they say, hey, you know our our TV, our TV is messed up. You know it broke. Uh, we don't know what happened. It just blew out. You know, and we were wondering if the other girls that were living in the other apartment they have a TV that you know you said it was all big and clunky. Could we have it? And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, okay. And like I said, the other the, the other set of girls in, in Mesa <clears throat> had this large TV. I I you got them this old TV. It was so large, but they didn't know. You know, they no longer wanted it in their living room, and I couldn't find a person to get rid of it. It's an old TV, <clears throat> and it, you know, it was it worked and it was good. Just nobody wanted it. It was so big and clunky and old, and uh, <clears throat> you know, they're not like they are now, thin and stuff. And who knows? And you know, when you're hearing this, who knows? <laughs> Who knows if they're even thinner or if they're make believe, but <laughs> but at the time, you know, TVs were pretty thick. So I ended up trying to fit the TV. Uh, and this is two o'clock in the morning. I got off Denny's and you know I, I go get this TV from the girls and I'm trying to put in this Camaro, but it's so large, it's not gonna fit. Uh, it's just not gonna fit in the back seat or even in the trunk. The trunk's even smaller than the back seat, and it's just not gonna fit. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna put it in a cart and I'm gonna ride it across. I mean, all I have to do is you know, get out of the complex and, and walk across the street and get to the other complex. I mean, it's so close. I mean, it's so close. If those apartments are still there and you ever visit, visit Broadway and Southern and you see the first apartment, you know, on, on the left and the first apartment on the right, I mean, it's like, it's like apartment complex. And then I was like a gas station and then some kind of like convenience store. I want to say it was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was a convenience store. And then, uh, one of those, um, what are they called? Uh, Walgreens, like a Walgreens, sorry, it was like a Walgreens, and then another complex, a larger complex, and then right next to that larger complex was, was that complex with the other girl, so I'm like, I just gotta, just gotta get across the street, you know, and sure enough, I, I got, you know, a cop behind me, and, um, you know, the cop's talking to me in Spanish, and he says, pues, ¿qué estás haciendo? And I'm like, you know, what are you doing? And I said, pues, estos mujeres, you know, these girls, and he says, ¿qué mujeres? What girls? And I say, and he goes, what, how many, you know, what apartments are you talking about? And I said, and he goes, how many apartments do you have? And I'm telling him, well, I have two apartments and, you know, really I have three apartments. And he goes, how many girls do you have? And, uh, and I say, well, you know, eight at this point are already suspicious. You know, I'm carrying a TV and he says, you fit a description. And he asks me, uh, uh, you know, do you have papers? Tienes papeles? And I'm like, what papers? Get papeles. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, bro. And he, he arrests me. He arrests me and puts me in the back of the cop car. And at the time, there was a man named Joe Apio. And, I mean, he was just getting him, you know, riding buses, throwing people in buses and taking him to uh, Tent City. And at the time, they closed it down by now, of course. And I think Joe Apio was pardoned by President Trump for doing this. But, you know, he was he was going into places and, and, and you know, people's businesses and, and kicking down doors and you know people that he thought were illegal immigrants putting them in buses and taking them into prison i mean it was crazy <clears throat> you know this was going on and i didn't know that i was you know i'm not keeping up with politics i'm 18 years old i don't care about all that crap i just know i ended up in prison and it wasn't later that i you know i went through the history but i ended up in prison and uh you know you see these numbers on the wall son these these numbers you know to call bail bondsmen and I don't call a bail bonds me. I, I call my mother. You know, I'm trying to call my mother. She has the same phone number. I know it. And even to this day, she still has it. And she doesn't pick up the phone. And I'm panicking. And, you know, they're going to send it to you soon, right? And they take your fingerprints and you come around and you sit on a bench with other people. And they do. They, they have the screen there, the screen, and they just sentence you. And, you know, at that point, you know, I'm a legal citizen and I've stolen a TV. And that's that's what it is. That's what I get set up with and 
um, they say your bail is fifty thousand dollars. How am I supposed to pay fifty thousand dollars? You know, I don't, I didn't understand how a bail works at that time. <clears throat> but you know, I ended up, I couldn't post bail, or I didn't post bail because I didn't call bail bondsman. So I ended up in the pods. In these pods, you're with a bunkmate, and that bunkmate's a little crazy, so you try not to start an argument, and you know, you, you take a shower, and they take a shower, you get into the pods, you eat, and you do that for about two weeks. You're just eating, you know, getting back in your bunk, and then, you know, sometimes you have time to walk around or jump around and play some basketball. They have a little basketball court there, and really small court, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what I did for two weeks, and eventually, they come to your door in the middle of the night, and they say, hey, we're going to move you to population. And I've been talking to the other guys to try to figure out what's going on. And, you know, they're trying to help me out because they see a young kid that that messed up, (laughs) that doesn't know anything. And, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, keep my cool here, my composure and and trying to be calm. And, (laughs) you know, you can't be crying or anything in a prison, you know, (laughs) or I've seen movies. I don't really know. Right. And I'm just trying to act tough. And um, everybody thinks it's just funny. They they laugh at my story. And uh, so, yeah. I ended up going to Ten City. They, they they said, hey, we're overcrowded and, you know, it's bullshit. They just think I'm some Mexican or, you know, guy that came across the border. So, um, you know, they throw me toward Tent City and I'm in pink and uh, they feed you slop. There's no way you can eat. There's just no way. And the guys tell you there, hey, man, don't eat the slop. You'll get diarrhea or, or you'll throw up and you'll get more dehydrated. Just stay hydrated live off ginger snaps and peanut butter and that's the truth son i lived off ginger snaps and peanut butter cookies and peanut butter that's what i did and i did that for quite a while maybe two or three months and uh finally i get to go to court or whatever and uh yeah the lady she's she's there how do you plead and and you're like uh not guilty <laughs> and they're like well we're gonna have a retrial if you know blah 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 and this guy he he takes me to the back and there's nobody there. It's me and him in a black room. And, you know, he's like, he's, you know, the lights are on, but it is a, a darker room. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, you know, you're, you're guilty. You know, you, you'll do a year maybe. And then, a, you know, you'll get a year off for good behavior. You'll do two years, but, you know, you'll do a year with, you know, if you're, you know, do good in the prison and, you know, you'll, you'll probably get out in no time. You just got to sign this paperwork that you're, you're guilty. And I'm like, I'm not guilty. Like, I didn't, I didn't sign, I didn't steal that TV. Like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, it's not a big deal. He's like, we know you're a citizen. You know, we have your social. You have a birthday. That's not in question. What's in question is you stealing that TV. And if you have any proof, and I said I do have proof. You know, I tell him to go to the girls' houses if they're still there, if they're still paying me the rent. <clears throat> so that's what he does. You know, and he comes back and he. He says, holy crap, man, we found you. You know, you you exist. <laughs> and I told him, you know, I, I worked at Denny's. I haven't gone to Denny's in three months. I'm sure they're looking for me or put out somebody's care for me, I thought. And somebody cared for me. And I told him, you know, contact my mother. She lives in Texas. I have nobody. And uh, I even go to school. I said, call the school. I haven't gone to school in three months. So, yeah, he ends up coming to see me another week later. But he's like, hey, we can't, you know, I can move the trial date up, but you know, I can't just bail you out. We can't just let you go. It doesn't work that way. We have to do this due process or whatever. And I get really upset, but they put me in a nicer jail cell, you know, with a bed, an actual bed, not just a metal thing or a spring or out in the heat (laughs) underneath the tent. You know, they gave me a real bed and they, they fed me real meals, like legit meals. I was eating for real, (laughs) you know, rolls and, and, uh, you know, actual pieces of meat (laughs) and mashed potatoes and stuff and I did that for about a week or two 
And finally, I see the same judge. And now this judge is apologizing to me when before she felt or I felt like she was against me. But now I feel like this judge, she's she's really nice to me. And she says, well, we apologize, Mr. Ortiz, for all this. da 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 da, And, you know, they let me out. They let me off and they cut me a check. I ended up getting a check for um, about four thousand dollars. And, you know, it wasn't about the money. It was, it, you know, I probably could have gotten more. Who knows? But, it, you know, this false imprisonment, I guess, they pay you about 50 bucks a day is what it turns out to be. I think I figured it was like 50 bucks a day. But, you know, it was the experience that changed my life. It was that experience that changed my life. And when I got out, you know, the only thing I thought about is my world. You know, my world that I'm going back to is no longer the same. And um, like I said, I ended up going to work. And it just didn't feel right. Work didn't feel the same. You know, I was making money, you know, that that I didn't understand. You know, that's the first thing you do is go check up on the girls. And my car's still there. That's the only thing that I think every day, like, oh, thank the Lord that my, my car is still here. I mean, that car was sitting there for three months. It didn't get towed. Nobody stole out of it. I, I was just so grateful to have the car still there. And I check up on the first set of girls. And, you know, the ones in Tempe. And they're fine. They're great. And they're having a party. And I get so pissed off. I yell. I remember entering the party and, you know, they let me in and how pissed off I am. You know, some guys ask me for five bucks and I'm like, I'm not going to give you no money to enter my own goddamn apartment. And I'm yelling and I'm kicking everybody out. And they're like, who are you to be kicking us out? And, you know, the girls see me and they drag me to the other room and, you know, they're hugging on me and they're missing me and they're kissing me and they're saying, we're sorry. We didn't know. And, you know, I'm just upset. You know, they thought I was hustling because I, I, I guess they knew me as that as that kind of person. But in, you know, I was actually in prison, and you know, I cried. And they said, "Is there anything we can get you?" <laughs> and I'm like a burger. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen Iron Man, or if you ever watched the Marvel Iron Man, the first one, and he gets out of that, you know, he wants is a burger, <laughs> and it's true. You just want something normal. And they go get me a burger from McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm just eating that cheeseburger, drinking my Coke, talking to them. And they say, well, we're still paying the rent. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> and you check the account. You don't even think about it. I'm checking the account, you know, and I see there's more money there. And like I said, I've been gone for four months. The way you figure, you know, the girls are paying you $800 in income at least. And so are the other girls because the other 800 is going to rent. So it's $1,600. You know, if you even if you do 1500 to make it easy on yourself, that's 15, 3000, you know, it's $6,000 that you should be having in those four months. And you know, there's way more than that. Plus the 4000 on top of that. So there's just way too much money in my account. And I'm like, holy crap, there's too much money in my account, something's going wrong. And I knew something was wrong. So when I went to the other apartment in Mesa, you know, there was eight girls to greet me. They're like, hey, <laughs> And the girl I left in charge, she goes, you know, I stopped paying you rent. You know, you told me I could have a discount if I move some more girls in here. You know, I didn't know you were in prison or whatever, but I kept moving girls in. And I sent you a text like what I was doing and I stopped paying you rent. And I'm like, that's fine. I don't care about your rent if you moved. (laughs) You know, if I'm getting seven other piece people from here getting $400 a piece, I don't care. And uh, like I said, it was a four bedroom. So it was a lot larger than the than the Tempe one because uh, the Tempe was a two bedroom and it just had I just put four beds in there but the the Mesa one was actual four bedroom was really large uh, had a lot of square feet in there and so yeah she ended up moving the girls in there and I was just so grateful you know to have that you know and <clears throat> like I said I was I I ended up going to work and it it just didn't feel right you know going to work and going to school and I did that maybe for another month or so. 
you know, and I, of course I met your mother around that time, you know, I met her and, um, you know, I, I'd met her and it was great and everything, but <clears throat> yeah, soon after I met your mom in, in college, I quit like a month or two, you know, they wanted me to restart my bachelor year, you know, especially since I missed so much time, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, you were right about to finish your first semester or your first quarter semester or whatever. <clears throat> they're like, just start it over. And it sounds so simple to them, but that's three or four months of my life gone and I have to repeat that. So technically, it's six months out of my life that, you know, got screwed up. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to repeat. I'm not going to repeat it. So I, I just quit. No, I just quit. I just, you know, and I just couldn't do it. It just didn't feel right. I didn't need them anymore. You know, college was there. My first year, it, it meant a lot to me, but I just didn't need it another year. You know, I I don't know why, but, you know, it taught me a lot. It taught me what I needed. And, you know, you don't need a degree to do what you want to do. And I was making more money you know, learn, you know, doing my thing than, than a college would ever pay me or get me or whatever. And yeah, when I went to work, the same thing, I'm making more money than I am at at work. I mean, what am I working for? $10 an hour? Come on. Minimum wage was seven, I think at the time, but I was making 10 and, and as a cook, I was making 15 and as a server, I was making probably a little bit more. Um, and, and I told them, you know, I make more money cooking and serving than being a host. So I don't want to be a host anymore. And on weekends, I'd rather serve on weekends because you make more money and more tips on weekends. And if you can't put me as a server at night, you know, when I want, then I just quit. <clears throat> and the guy, you know, he was really nice. My boss was really cool. And he's like, no, he's like, that's fine, you know. And they put me at night because, you know, they need because the cook, <clears throat> the server is the cook at night. Pretty much they, you know, we, there were three, three of us servers and we'd all rotate cooking. Um, you know, we'd, we'd come back, serve, and then one of us go back there to cook. You know, we all do the job. We'd, we'd, be, we'd do everything. We seat them, you know, and they're drunks. There's a lot of drunks that come in at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. So we'd have to handle that. We'd, you know, we'd have to have that kind of skill where you have to calm people down and be able to have a good time. But, you know, help have people settle down a little bit. And you have to have that, you know, that charisma, that charm, that, that you know, that thing. I don't know what it is, that ness. <laughs> <clears throat> but I had that nest, and uh, so yeah, they put me at night, and uh, yeah, like I said, it just it just changed my life. Prison changed my life. It it made me think like, you know, how how the world really is and how the world really sees you, and I'll be nothing more than, you know, a brown man to the world. I'll never be nothing more than a thief, um, or or you know, somebody doing something that it shouldn't be doing just because I was carrying a TV from. A to B and it was my TV I mean just because I looked suspicious and I was brown and that was the end of it you know because we you know the world is like that um, and of course right now I think uh, the, the year's 2020 uh, depending on when you're listening to this but you know right now it's Black Lives Matter is going on so you know I don't really know how they feel but you know it is true that you are what the world sees you as and that's that sucks man when the police will see you as that person just because of your color and that hurts and it's really hard to describe you know but i hope that never happens to you i i I wish for that to never happen to you um but it's gonna happen i mean i don't know i'm sure racism is still gonna exist forever and, and you know racial inequality is gonna exist for a long time i'm sure and you know, it's just something hard, you know, it's, it's, it, that's too deep to get into on this episode, but I do love you. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you forgive me, you know, especially like I said, I'm, I'm at this time, I'm 18 or whatever, but you know, I just get worse, um, because of prison, I get worse and I do, I do even more, you know, even worse things. Cause I'm just like, Oh, well, this is what society sees me as. I might as well be that. And then it took your mom to, <clears throat> to pull me back. 
to pull me back out and say, hey, you don't need to be that person. You know, don't blame the world for who you're, who you're, you know, you're blaming the world for for who you are, or you're trying to blame, you know, these, the circumstances you're, you're in, or, you know, what you've been through to justify what you're doing right now. And that's not right. You can't do that. And because of her, I am the, the person I am today. I am the man I am today. Um, and I can say that. So, but yeah, I do love you. And I hope you can. <laughs> Sorry, this episode's so long, but uh, I'll 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 be sure to keep making them, man. Thank you.